0: last week i promised you that i will be going into the ring with the bull and do this episode from Nazareth, where the anc was holding its 55th national conference i did not make it into the arena my allergy for cues got the better of me but fortunately Nazareth came to me from the comfort of my soweto backroom on my phone on my radio on twitter and on the streets Hello and welcome to episode 5 of Taking the Rams by the Horns, brought to you by Sowetin Live. My name is Rems Mabote. Thank you for choosing to listen. I hope by now you are a subscriber. If not, that will be the best thing you can ever do for yourself. I know you will do it at the end of this episode. Today, we look at the new, the old and the hilarious of ANC 55 with political analyst Tessa Dooms the day in the life of a presidential aide, and how the house of Bulema collapsed on my colleague, Paige Muller. South Africa is alive with possibilities. I mean, who would have imagined a former president in jail? A sitting president sleeping on cash, literally. A cabinet minister visiting a common prisoner in jail or even the post office operating, even when they have nothing to do. Can you confirm that delivery performances drop. Welcome to the new Sowetin Live podcast called Taking the Rams by the Horns with me, Rem Smabot. Each week, I will be taking a lighter look at very serious topics that half the time drive you up the wall. This podcast will use humor to take no prisoners have no holy cows, and cook a whole lot of sacrificial lambs. They came in their numbers, all 4,000-odd of them, from every corner of the country, in towns unknown and some forgotten. They had one plan in mind, to choose a new leadership. Yeah, yeah, they also claimed that they came to discuss policy and strategy, but we all know better. Post-elections, Nazareg was wrecked. What was this conference about, though? Was it about the buffalo getting out of the quagmire of Palapala? Or Mr. 10% finally putting his digital vibes in the highest office of the land? Was it about KZN taking over the ANC or the incumbents asserting themselves? Was it about, finally, women on top? Or was it about this... We'll be voting for Comrades William Kiese,
1: for presidency. But when you mention that issue of uh who supports who. I don't remember uh, President Sir Ramaphosa having a campaign uh, for even or a slate of that sort that pronounces on who he prefer to be leaders. You you won't remember because you are not in the ANC. Have you seen Zweli or uh, coming with a slate or pawn? So you won't remember or no because you are not in the ANC. These things are happening within ANC structure. So you will never know everything about the ANC. You also are a journalist uh, you'll get umkosi, and based on umkosi, you'll make uh, your opinion. I'm saying to you, we are in the ANC, we know what's happening, we interact as structures, and we know the dynamics. So, I'm saying, on the basis of our interaction and on the basis of who supports us, we've taken that decision that we will support uh, those who support us. Is this a decision of the PEC? Or no, who, no, whose decision is this? No, 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 no. You see now. P.E.C. has had a first bite before the nomination process and it ends there. So the decision of the P.E.C. is clear and I've explained it to you. I don't, and P.E.C. does not vote. P.E.C. is a structure. As an individual, I'll be going into the ballot board and vote. That's how I will be voting. So I don't understand why you want to create an impression that there's division, there's problems. No, there isn't. Because the PC decision, I've explained to you, it says we, before nominations, preferred Comrade Ramaphosa. However, there's a condition, a condition that if you support our two candidates, Comrade Paul, and comrade uh, uh, nomvula we will support you. If you don't support them, it's simple. You don't need to call a PC meeting and say they are not support. Until we have taken a decision, and it's uh, you, you don't even have to interpret it. It's clear you don't support Paul. You have not nominated him in the Eastern Cape. You don't support him. You don't no, not nominated him in Bumala. So what? What? W- why do you call a PC for that?
0: So- Tessa Dooms is political analyst and researcher of that circle in the northern suburbs, the Rivonia circle. And she's here to help me understand what happened in the five days at Nazareth and what Ma- Maile was saying. Hello, Tessa. Do you know that you are making history today? How you so? are the very first what? woman I'm interviewing
2: on this no podcast. No, right. You are making history. No, right. Ra- I'm glad to make history. Yeah, you're like the to ANC top seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very glad to make history, but rams, no. I am
0: embarrassed. I must, I must tell you I'm no. embarrassed. You know, like, Out of yeah. the
2: many, many millions of brilliant women in this country. Well, you know what? You've, you've opened
0: the doors now. I have. It's probably going to be a women's show from, from now on. I could even I'm, replace I'm gonna myself set, with I'm going to set
2: the bar very high. You're never going to want to have a again. <mannequin.
0: laughs> well, I'm having two women today. Thank so you. So I'm like very proud, you know? Good, Yeah, good. I, I feel like the top seven. So... What was Mahile saying in that clip? I mean, I, I tried to listen.
2: You know, um, what what ANC people came into this conference um, trying to do was they were hiding from each other. Initially, I thought they were trying to hide from the public, but they were really hiding from each other. And I think Mahile, um, on the one hand, want to, wants to say, well, you know, we're going to keep the party line, but that we're open to negotiation and contestation. And the thing that the Gauteng guys that Maile was, um, you know, working with kept repeating was this idea that the majority of Houteng people didn't support Cyril. Yep. That he got this 48% or something like that. Yeah. And therefore he doesn't have... As if somebody able. had 52. As if somebody else had... 50. And in fact, I think it was Colin Gantt who fell into that trap yeah. um, on Newsroom Africa saying, so who, so Zueli had 52? And he was like, no, 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 it was the others. <laughs> yeah. But they were trying to play politics and that's why they were incoherent. And I kept on thinking to myself, surely it's because, you know, uh, you know behind the scenes, things are consolidated and Strong, and they're just playing mind games in front But I think everybody went into that conference As chaotic as it looked It was as chaotic behind the scenes As it looked in the front end And I don't think that Either Cyril or Zweli came into that Confident about Could what the would it have been
0: more chaotic than Pulukwane?
2: Yes, yes wow. I think this was more chaotic than, than Pulukwane Because at least going into Pulukwane The camps were, were not only clear people were consolidated behind those camps. And I think w- when, when Tabo went into Pulukwane, he knew he was going in quite weak, mm. you know. And he was also asking for Except a stupid
0: M- thing. Except George kept on telling him he's not weak. I mean, I, I'll never stop thinking yes. about the late Mluleki George.
2: You know, yeah. but he also came in there unstrategic. He came in there asking for a thing that was nonsensical, to stay NC president even though he couldn't yeah. be president of the country. So he came in there knowing... That the chances and the odds were very, very low. But we came into this um, ANC conference with so many variables flying around, where I think even within provinces, I don't think anybody has seen the ANC provinces as divided as they were at this conference.
0: I was completely shocked when the deputy chairperson of Limpopo spoke. Opposite of what the chairperson was, it was saying, like, it was wow, crazy. even at that level.
2: Northwest was divided. Free state was divided because of Fikile. And remember, Fikile was also um, shot out of nowhere. He didn't have a slate. Yeah. He was re- the real David Mabuza of this conference <laughs> because he came in and he just offered his his yeah. votes and his nominations that he had. Um, But, I mean, there were so many provinces. Eastern Cape ended up divided. Mm. I mean, when you saw Eastern Cape posters coming out the following morning saying that there were four Israeli, I was like, no. No. If you can divide even Eastern Cape. Um, Western Cape ended up divided. So you had. But there's like four people there. I mean, it's it's three and a half, (laughs) really. But even when you can divide three people. Yeah. Your organization is fractured. And I think that if there's anything that I came away from this conference knowing is that the mandate that solo Ramaphosa came in just as ANC president to renew and unite, he's not succeeded in either of those things. He has failed wow. to unite this party. It is more divided than ever.
0: Something else was missing in this conference. There was no mention of loads of money. Was the money trapped in Palapala couldn't get out? I mean, You know, I mean, Mangawung and, and Polokwani, we heard about money. I didn't hear much about money. I heard Kwele speaking about the fact that, you know, the president did not use lots of money this time. Uh, but was there any, did you hear stuff about exchange of money, lunch? You know, lunch?
2: <laughs> you know I, 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 I would never dare to say that um, patronage is as crude as always as just the exchange of brown envelopes. Um, But I certainly did not hear people saying there was definitely no money. Just because they weren't being crude about it does not take off the table that there was things under the table. If you know what I mean, Um, and and I say that because one of the things that the NC has never been very upfront about is how it is that somebody can come from a branch, with a mandate from their branch, but they can still be persuaded as a delegate from a branch once they get to because their vote is secret. But that's the, the, loop. but that's the point. The point is, why are you still able? If somebody has a mandate from a branch, surely that mandate must be unchangeable. In fact, what they should do is, on the first day of conference, when they just arrive, they should just take their mandate from the branch and go and vote. Because if you really, if, if, if the ANC took itself seriously in terms of its internal democracy and was saying, you know, the branches decide, an individual representing their branch is not the branches. This weekend was so funny hearing people say, I've spoken to branches. No, <laughs> you spoke to a representative of a branch yeah. who's going to go into a secret box yeah. and has no accountability to their branch about what's actually in that box.
0: They have to rethink this thing. So fun it could have been tense. It probably was at moments ah, hilarious in other times. And then JZ made his presence felt.
2: It, yeah! Wow! Spectacle, 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 spectacle! It was another moment that reaffirmed for me the the dangers of um, politics that centers around personalities, and the ways in which this entire organization has become about personalities. And maybe it's because it's the organization of Mandela, mm. Tambo. Maybe they themselves. You know, we, we've given them more credit than is due for having an organizational mission. Maybe they've always been about personalities. Yeah,
0: I've, I've got stories of how Madiva used to disrupt stuff when he was in the youth league. And yeah, like. personalities are
2: destroying stuff. them. Wow. Because that was definitely not um in good spirit of anything. It was definitely it was probably the most organized thing in a very unorganized conference <laughs> that saw the president um addressing two hundred people in his closing because they were so disorganized. That was probably the most organized and orchestrated moment and I just thought to myself, this organization is tearing itself apart.
0: So on on Sunday evening, you know, all predictions were about doomsday. Did I just say doomsday? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just doomsday for Cyril. Even, even Iq- Iqbal Sefi posted that, no, no, the numbers are showing that Zueli's got more than 2,000. Um, what was happening on Sunday evening? Because things started to change. The mood was like...
2: I mean, there were two things happening, right? Um, there was lobbying. And what um, the Zueli Giza camp decided to do is they were going to lobby through the media they were going to try and make delegates believe that um, the story they're telling was true and that they were so confident they were willing to say it in public. It was really... It are was, the same
0: people who call media Stratcom, because that's a st- yeah, Stratcom it strategy. Was, it, it, right? it was
2: really, you know, um, persuasion through the media and having the media feel the presence of Zuel And you, you'll know that in the last few weeks, we haven't f- actually felt the presence of Zuel Mkis. In, in fact, um, somebody said something funny about the fact that on the first day of conference, Zueli was not even present.
0: Well, he even missed voting in the National Assemblyman, I really.
2: Yes, yeah. like, Israeli really has been keeping very, very low-key. And I think they wanted, they wanted to do a few power plays, and I think they did. They managed a few power plays at the last minute. And they knew, they, they knew that Cyril was disorganized. It was Cyril's lack of organizing that made them feel like they had a chance with Limpopo, for example. Yeah. Cyril couldn't choose He could not choose between Ronald. If he just told Ronald weeks ago when the nominations came out, my dude, it's not going to be you. I, you know, I have to go with with Oscar. Then you don't have a problem there. He should have just made a choice around Stad. Siddle's indecisiveness will be, he'll be indecisive until the, the last, the last. Even when he was resigning, he was indecisive. But there was something decisive.
0: It was the total obliteration of KZN.
2: I don't think it was a total obliteration. To be honest, I think KZN did better than I expected them to. KZN came into this very isolated. If you look at what Zueli's nominations numbers were, it was KZN and five other people. Yeah, That's really, that was Israeli's nomination. And even KZN was divided to be honest um, because in Costa was still in the game, right? So KZN, I thought came in on a quite weak footing. You didn't know for sure who they had in the bag in terms of provinces, in terms of anybody. Mm. To, to be realistic, the only two people in, um, in Zueli's camp, and I'm excluding Zueli from this, that I would never have bet against, and I was right about this, is Paul and Nombula. Mm-hmm. I'll never bet against those two people. <laughs> they have an They under- they're they're links to the ground. Um, As they would say, it's it's profound and deep. And there are people who would go against their their allies, but never go against them. So the two of them I always knew were relatively safe. But I think in a matter of a very short space of time, because the the one strategy KZN had right was they didn't seek um, all of the positions to be KZN positions, which always meant they ran the risk right, of not getting anything if they don't get Mm. president. But what they did was, I think, a a prudent thing to do, to say to provinces, let's split this up. You know, we are willing to give and take. We are willing to make deals. We are willing to have your people. That was the game that they played. I don't think it was a bad game. If you look at the top seven that um, has come out of this, actually, Soramaposa's top seven has been very regional. It's actually very ethnically skewed. Mm -hmm. It's not one that is going to appeal to a mass base of people. So... The majority of people are going to be reliant on Cyril. Northwest is going to the people who supported him in Northwest are going to rely on him for patronage and him to to look after their needs because they haven't been strategic. And I think you know KZN lost the, the the game that they played. But I was surprised that Zweli got as close to two thousand votes as he did. And on that note, then I have to ask you three
0: last questions, and you're going to answer them in that order: who won, who lost, who got a draw. <laughs>
2: Um, Paul won Paul Mashatile won Because A month ago or so Paul was Probably in the best position to be on both slates Then he was out of favour With KZN And then he was back in favour with KZN And he still beat out two other people So Paul won Um, Outright Without a a doubt Um, Who also won the Women's League 1 I think um, their decision and their request to have a second DSG worked in their favour, worked mm. in the favour of the party in terms of a more balanced um, NEC. So the Women's League definitely won. The youth Although league,
0: I must tell you, from what I see, you know, this second DSG thing feels like the NEC just got itself out of the corner with the Istanbul. You know, absolutely. It feels like the second wife. Uh, the second wife.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, it, it got itself out of the corner. Again, if you can't make a decision, just start a new thing. Yeah. Right? Um, the, the Youth League lost um I, I think that if if the NEC list the eighty has more than five people were under the age of thirty five, they will have knocked it out the park. But well, the youth
0: says the youth league won because he mentions, oh, he mentions he old people,
2: old people, old people that young people in this country do not resonate with. No, I mean, so I'm, who got it you know, wrong? um cyril namaposa got a draw yeah <laughs> and it's probably a worse draw than he got in in 2017. i remember when 2017 happened um Didi played cyril because he played he, i mean he played in cause faction as well but he played cyril because cyril thought he was going to get his whole slate and then he didn't get his whole slate right mm-hmm. so he came mm-hmm. out of that wounded but i think he comes out of this even in a worse position than he was because again he has shown that he's not powerful enough to just make decisions, rally, you know, rally people. He's not um, the marshal. He's not the captain of the ship and he needs other captains. So I think he's got a draw in the sense that, yes, he's won presidency. But the reason why Solo Ramaphosa wanted to resign, in my view, a few weeks ago is because he knew if he wins conference, he has to deal with Palapala for another 18 months. And I think he's not up for it.
0: Tessa Dooms, thank you so much for your time and insights. Now you can add on your CV that you were the first female guest.
2: I'm never adding the first female, the anything my, But thank you so much for answering me. Wonderful this has been Christmas. a lovely. Good to see you again. Yeah, thank you so much. Cheers.
0: Well, whatever you say, uh, Tessa, uh, Begim Tolo, the KZN provincial secretary, seems to agree with me that they lost. But he was so magnanimous In defeat.
1: In- <laughs> 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 I'm
0: getting ben- an umbrella
1: press need to ah, a change, change. Oh, you Why know, was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> 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 I was a a girl. I was a I am a girl. I clean? clean <laughs> <laughs> Yep. What went wrong? when the game? No, that thing went wrong. Yeah. That, that election decided. Yeah. So that
0: thing went wrong. Then, that thing went so wrong. So
1: now you close ranks and you support yeah. the newly elected leadership. support and
0: 2024 oh, <laughs> Are you
1: coming back in 2027 to try again? We'll <laughs> <Are you laughs> try again. I know. No. Are you if standing if yourself? Will the will
0: yeah. come again. Uh. will come, again. Will okay. Okay. come again. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Even if we take us to contest 50 conference to come, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> In my past life, I was an aide to a cabinet minister. So I know the pressures that come with working with politicians, especially those in office. If working for a minister can be sweat-inducing, imagine what it is like to work for a president. One under siege, no hal. Well, Vincent Maguena, spokesman of the president, Cyril Ramaphosa, uh, he was also at Nazareth, by the way, accompanying his boss. Well, let's find out what happened behind the scenes. Now, now, if you have known somebody for 30 years or so, uh, you have a right to showboat. So I may be allowed to
3: say, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm good, my brother. Good to Thank see you, for, you man. Uh, good to see you. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been me. a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah.
0: And then, then I get to see, you know, I was supposed to be at Nazareth, by the way, but you know, i got a phobia for cues, so i didn't go for my accreditation
3: and you wanted to play <laughs> golf so.
0: no actually i was just i was watching nasaq on tv but oh. i just taking cues i mean i'm not like some of my colleagues who spend the whole <laughs> lifetime there at nasaq and besides i live only three kilometers from nasaq so it's okay i know it right. yeah So, so I, I suspect you may have lost weight in the last five days i mean just what was going on in that space Well,
3: uh, yeah, there were moments of anxiety, right? There were moments of anxiety. Um, Friday, the opening day of the conference, there were moments that were a bit disturbing um, with uh, disruptions and interruptions by some delegates who were in the minority. Um, Notwithstanding, the president managed to deliver his political report Uh, Which was a slight interruption with a slight interruption, (laughs) uh, which was on message and and quite relevant in terms of a reflection on his first term. And so that went well, notwithstanding that slight uh, disruption. Um, And then it was on to the next big uh, stage or or moment rather of of the conference, uh, the nominations and the subsequent uh, uh, voting. Um, and, and yeah, there were nail-biting moments around that one.
0: What was the principal most concerned about Nasi Aheba? You know him, you spend more time with him. We, what we see on stage is, is choreographed, but what you do with him is not choreographed. What was his biggest concern?
3: Well, look, his, his concern was um, for the governing party to be able to host a successful conference. Now, what will have determined success... Uh, a successful conference will have been determined by a positive outcome.
0: You well, mean him coming back into uh, office? Uh, well,
3: <laughs> well, yes, that in terms of continuity. Yeah. Uh, but more importantly, the affirmation of um, the good work that he has been doing and the desire by the conference and the delegates to give him a mandate to continue with that work which, as you will know, it's the work that benefits society as a whole and goes beyond the realms of the governing party.
0: Rumour has it that uh, when when the conference in Polokwane was going on and there was, you know, tense leadership uh, contestation. Uh, the then incumbent president and his people behind the scenes, there was lots of whiskey going around and reassuring him that we're going to win this one. How much whiskey did you guys have? Uh, you know, how much pills did you guys dispense no, off? You know, no, Rams, there was smoking happened in the w- background.
3: We did not seek any refuge from any substances. <laughs> we, we managed to keep it together. <laughs> um, I think what happens from here on onwards with the holidays <laughs> will be left unsaid. <laughs> <laughs> as we as we relax and we take a little bit of time off, even though we're not um, entirely, entirely in a break, because whatever happens, the head of state has to respond. And, yeah. and in his response, those tasks with supporting him and enabling that response will have to be activated back to duty. But we, we kept it together. And the reason we kept it together, we kept on you know, falling back on the position that branches of the governing party had expressed. So if you recall, in the nomination round, he was overwhelmingly um, nominated uh, for a return.
0: Like George said, the same thing in Bulugan. Wow. I'm sure even those numbers would not have been rash, wow. completely
3: assured. We we understand there was last minute lobbying and horse trading and and whatever you. But again, the uh, sense that we had, and not arrogantly so, was that the president was still going to 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 emerge. Um, if even if you look at uh, those disruptions those disruptors were a minority. The majority that sat down, that remained calm and respectful um, gave a very encouraging signal of what was to come.
0: (laughs) Did you save the whiskey for the moment after former President Kalima Mutlante announced the numbers?
3: Indeed, <laughs> indeed.
0: What whiskey in uh, I mean, coming uh, I mean, without indeed. giving them advertising? What, what brand? Uh, let's,
3: let's what, ju- what age was le- it? No, let's just say a very decent single malt, Scottish single malt whiskey
0: Well, but then there was controversy.
3: What controversy? There was no controversy. Well, listen to this.
4: Even amongst. Uh Uh, journalists um, and commentators within this precinct Mm. um, uh, since yesterday, Mm. uh, questioning as to what is the presidential spokesperson uh, doing in a party conference, and even worse, wearing party uh, regalia, and the question was posed, isn't that crossing the line and blaring the roles of the president um, as a party president and as a state president. And in fact, some ANC members uh, within what is called DIP, uh, the Department of Information and Publicity mm. of the ANC, have been saying that um, there's great deal as reiterated by Pulemabe of undermining the processes, that even if he had wanted to interact uh, with the media, the media is invited by the ANC and therefore he ought to have gone through uh, the ANC and of course
3: what do you have to say well <laughs> look um, i mean i actually subsequent to to hearing that clip i had a conversation with and 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 just gave him a factual background uh, one, there was never a conversation between myself and any member of the DIP expressing concerns about my conduct. So so let's get that one um, out of the way. Secondly, um, the president never stops being a head of state, regardless of where he is, what he may be wearing what he may be consuming, he's always a head of state, 24-7. And in that regard, there is capacity in his office that is equally expected to provide him that support 24-7. And that includes my role. Thirdly, um, the president ascended to that office of head of state through a political process that starts from the governing party That process goes on to general elections. It culminates to his election uh, in parliament. So it's a political process. So that office is a political office. And in managing communication, you have to deal with both political dynamics as well as just dynamics of running uh, government. So it will be naive to think that at such a politically charged moment, the president's spokesperson uh, will not tackle issues that directly pertain to the president and that directly threaten to harm his image. So I was at Nasrec to support the president my choice of also as a
0: member of the party i saw a t-shirt
3: yes i was it, must, it looked like almost a mercedes-benz I, I was wearing a t-shirt like, and a beautiful a one. Shirt, let me yeah think, let me indeed, indeed but rams let's remember that as a citizen um just by virtue of being a president spokesperson does not deny me the right of freedom of association mm. right uh am i a member of the nc yes i am um i am an ordinary member of the ANC and so there was nothing untoward in me being there number one secondly in me um covered in ANC regalia the content that i dealt with was relevant to the president as the head of state if you listen to the president's political report you will say 98% of that report was around his performance in government. Why was that important? Because the governing party had deployed him to government I to leave. I feel the spun here. To... Oh, I'm shining a spin. But anyway, I think no. I'm answered. I, I think I'm
0: answered. <laughs> I, I think I get you. Uh, any regrets, though, about. Maybe maybe at least not giving the interviews wearing the regalia of the party
3: no i have I have no regrets. I think we just need to disuse ourselves of this notion that a president spokesperson uh should be completely out of politics. that office is political some of the I issues that, but... some of the issues I have to deal with are political issues that I have to tackle and protect the Im- the president's image. Look, what I would have preferred is. A phone call to say chief come let's sit down yeah. clearly there are issues hitting at the president while conference is underway how do we manage those issues where do you come in and where do you do, do you exit unfortunately that constructive engagement did not happen instead i was shouted at from the rooftops which was unhelpful but be that as it may when you're in a political environment you have to have a thick skin and expect anything at any time
0: for a second I doubted that you were honest when you said you were an ANC member until you said chief. Now I know it's going <laughs> wonderful having you here, my brother. Uh, Have a wonderful festive season. Uh, are rest. we done already? Are we done, mate? That was so short. No, sorry, you're not getting paid for this one. Get out. No, thank I, was,
3: you. I was expecting more. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have a good one. No, thank you, thank Rams. You, you too. Shab, shout,
0: Being spokesperson is a tough task. It gets tougher when things are not going swimmingly back at the ranch. Remember Mohammed Saeed al-Sharaf, disparagingly known as Comical Ali during the US invasion of Iraq. This is the man who, as Iraq was falling, he declared that the enemy was suffering from quote and unquote shock and awe. They are suffering from shock and awe. Okay. It was fatigue. Iraq was falling. The end was nigh, and Comical Ali was starting to sound delusional, under stress, fear, and fatigue. In the last two or three days of ANC 55, fatigue seemed to have visited the outgoing spokesman. He was slowly losing it. He was tired of everything. The chaos with registration, the late starts, and how he had to spin them, Perhaps even the signs that he won't become the party's treasurer general, I think that's what they call it. But mostly the incessant questioning by obnoxious media. On Sunday, giving the last interview before elections for office bearers, the ever buoyant Pule was curt, unfriendly and impatient with everyone in the room. His angry ex fell on my colleague, and Times Live producer Paige Muller, who is also, by the way, my technical producer. She makes this thing happen.
5: Good afternoon. I hope you're doing well. Um, Paige Muller from Sunday Times and Times Live. We chatted yesterday about load shedding and how NASRAC was being powered. I believe Daily Maverick brought up the question. I just wanted to check because City Power has released a press release saying that the South African Police Service NAC Joint did request that the Nazareth precinct be excluded from load shedding. Does the ANC know anything about that request? Were they aware of it? How is Nazareth being powered at the moment?
1: No, but uh, really, I mean, you are saying it yourselves. Net Joint, subs, Ratanagairin Huh?
5: Aware of the but how place. do we
1: enter we're not we're not subs we can't enter there no, subs is not as subs subs south african police service yes okay because you see unless unless the unless the the, the, the question is intended at something else.
0: now i decided we gotta speak to Page. And she's here. Hello, Paige.
5: Rams, you're too (laughs) sweet to me. Hello, how are you?
0: You even misplaced your car after that moment. You you couldn't even remember where you had parked.
5: (laughs) I was all kinds of distraught, really, beside myself. (laughs) Now,
0: you could not have been ready for that.
5: Uh, you know what, there's, there's a broader story as to why I asked the question again, because it's not unusual that the ANC was exempt from load shedding for that kind of conference. It is important mm-hmm. that they select a leadership but previously, the day before, the Daily Maverick had asked a similar question, and they had asked, and now I'm taking it out of context slightly because I can't remember exactly what the question was, but if the ANC had been requested to be exempt from load shedding. And I think Mr. Mabe spent a good 20 minutes ripping into the Daily Maverick. And what's interesting, what I what I love that you've picked up, is that there's, there's like this narrative now in the ANC, and it's not just Mr. Mabe. Yep. You can hear it coming out of a lot of the leadership that they're, they're almost insinuating that the media are trying to unseat their party from power. <laughs> um, and he said it there. He said it when he was talking to the Daily Maverick. He said, that's an unusual question, particularly coming from our friends at the Daily Maverick. Wow, Because our enemies are everywhere trying to unseat us. And I thought, how strange. Yeah, I think Why some would the media some point be, be wanting like, I, to I just know
0: you guys don't like the ANC. You
5: know, oh. and I mean, that is a legitimate question. We all understand <laughs> that actually, yes, you do need to finish this. It is important for us to find your leadership. But at the very same time, he also said to us, while busy picking out the Daily Maverick, mind you, he said to them that if they had requested exemption from load shedding, it would be, and here I can quote, uh, it would be state capture of a special type. So when City Power came out with their press release, I thought to myself, well, definitely we need to ask another question about this. Because just yesterday, you yelled at us for 20 minutes for daring to do our jobs. Uh, And today, it turns out, actually, you have been exempt. And then he got a little confused (laughs) about whether or not he knew or hadn't known about the situation. So... (laughs) Yeah, but I do think he was he was a little moody throughout the conference. Actually, so so I was watching this tempered. on television.
0: You were seated on the ground, yes. and he was there. So I I could see and feel the mood. Yes. Did you pick up his annoyance as he was responding to you?
5: Yes, I picked it up while he was responding to me because, as you said, he he broke into vernac, which instantly made me think to myself, oh, God, now I'm going to have to get this translated before I can go ahead and publish. (laughs) So that's going to put me behind. But it is what it is. So
0: So, what what went through your mind? I mean, are you trying to make out what he's saying? Are you worried that he's insulting you? Oh, no. Listen,
5: you're a South African. You're a white (laughs) South African. People breaking into vernac, It's as common as, you know, making yourself a (laughs) cup of tea. Well, you don't well, worry about funny that. for me is
0: that he actually, what he said in Soto, he then came out to say it He in translated
5: English. it, thank yeah,
0: goodness. Yeah, right, <laughs> literal translation. Now, did you make sense of that literal transla- At translation? At the time, I mean, yes, like, and
5: I was quite grateful because m- now I didn't need to find someone to, to translate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you glad or said that you entered?
5: No, listen, it's our job. It's our job. And quite frankly, when the spokespeople get a little bit annoyed with us, we know we're asking the right questions. Yeah. So not at all bothered. I am glad that Mr. Marbeck can now maybe get some rest. Yeah. Uh, I do think he's a little bit short. So maybe a nap is what's required. But it was a hard conference on them. They were very late. Uh, the media was not very giving in that regard. So, you know, all's fair in love and war, all's fair in reporting. It's all good.
0: Well, as I said in my previous episode, I I hate late coming. So I'm mm, glad I was not did. at the conference. I I would have flipped. Good
5: thing you know? this wasn't yeah. a wedding, hey? Oh, <laughs>
0: well, I don't know the difference between conferences and weddings. I must tell you, but you know, entering or not, you have to admit that was a moment of fame. Oh Paige. gosh, the world saw you there <laughs> being slayed by Bullemavi.
5: Yes, and I did get a lot of WhatsApps post that just to say, oh no, it was a good question. He didn't understand. Guys, I know. I asked the right question and I'm not upset.
0: But even better, this is your second moment of fame. This one right here. Here I am. You are My the rams. very first white cast on taking the rams by the horns. <laughs> That's what I call affirmative action.
5: Now you've got to break into some vernacular so that I can ask someone to translate it for Don't me do enter
0: this one. Get out of here. <laughs> Thank you, Paige.
5: <laughs> Thanks, Rams. Cheers.
0: Bye-bye. Ow. Two weeks ago, disaster hit Soweto. Many townships were devastated by floods. We woke up to houses covered in water and mud, and lots of goods were damaged. As the families finally settled down in the last few days after mopping up, a new enemy has raised its head. People have been walking into homes claiming that they represent the local councillors in the city of Johannesburg. They are allegedly gathering information about losses and damages which they would present to the authorities. I smelled a rat. It was that time when you know, you feel a disaster is being turned into opportunity, and poor residents seem to be falling for it. But in their own wisdom, I must say, uh, the residents used the opportunity to hopefully cash in themselves. The stories came flooding, pardon in the pan, and uh, got hilarious by the minute. Someone whose house was spick and span, where it seemed no water came in claimed the floods washed away their children's school uniform. Two neighbours put up a claim for the same perimeter wall that fell. And not to be outdone, somebody listed a microwave oven that floated into oblivion. It did not matter that her neighbours knew she did not own one in the first place. Tineka, see? And that concludes this year's final episode of Taking the Rams by the Horns. I shall return in the second week of January next year. In the meantime, subscribe and revisit past episodes. That could save you from the pain as ESCOM continues to steal Christmas. From me, Rams Mabote, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year.